things we will be regularly doing is checking in with the Springfield Business Journal and uh, talking to Michelle Owenby. Uh, Michelle, good morning. I, I, I know you and I have spent a lot of time talking about you know what what we think the downtown is going to look like, what we think the future is going to look like business-wise. If Minneapolis, Minnesota was an indication of that, Yesterday, where I I went to, I was telling you I picked up my daughter to bring her back uh, uh, home because their their school year got delayed the start of it, so she wanted to come back home for a couple of weeks. And I picked her up. It, it was uh, eight thirty in the morning in Minneapolis, and it was unbelievable the lack of traffic. Uh, um, it, it's something that I have. You know, I grew up in that area. I remember riding in a car at four or five years old. So I go back to the late sixties, early seventies with the with the, with the seeing traffic patterns in Minneapolis, and I've never seen it so dead. It, it was amazing how how little traffic there was on the freeway. It looked like a normal day in Springfield. You know, I mean, it was, it was <laughs> right. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I'm sure we're not the only ones having that experience, and uh, you know we've we've heard a lot of uh, doom and gloom predictions lately, and of course some not so good news coming out of the downtown area. A number of restaurant owners deciding it's a good time to retire or relocating their businesses to other parts of town and all that. Uh, but I, I think it brings to mind that saying about every crisis also provides an opportunity. And, you know, there's some things that we've uh, talked about needing to do for a long time downtown and for maybe a variety of reasons. There there hasn't been the political will or the, the uh, investment necessary to do so. But now we are starting to see some of those things uh, beginning to happen. And, you know, one example is we had that, that Bowen housing study. Gosh, I'm going to say seven, eight years yeah, at ago. At least now. that, yeah. I was going to say 2013, Maybe, yeah, time flies. It could have been longer, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I know it was definitely post 2010. But you're right; it may be 2011 when we had right, something. Right, right. The follow up to the the Rudat study and all that, the Bowen Housing study, I think said that we needed about 400 additional units of residential downtown immediately. And again, that was eight, maybe 10 years ago now. Um, you know, subsequent studies have, have showed the same thing, that we just don't have enough uh, quality housing downtown, not the type of housing that people are, are looking for. You know, you've got a lot of these upper floors that have sat vacant for decades. They're not anywhere close to being in habitable condition. Um, and, it, you know, it's a significant investment of, of both time and money to turn them around. But, uh, you know, with Lisa Clemens-Stott, in a, an article, it's actually in this week's Illinois Times, titled Springfield's Economy Gets a Wake-Up Call, but but she kind of talked with the reporter about that, that, um, you know, for example, the building there on 7th Street that was most recently Jade's Emporium, that business has been closed for a while. The building's been sitting vacant. Uh, that has now been purchased by a new owner who's converting those upper stories into 10 apartments. You know, that's not going to solve the, the housing issue downtown, but that's certainly a, a good start in the right direction, taking one vacant building, getting some residential going, and uh, hopefully others will be inspired to start doing the same thing. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting because uh, pre-pandemic, we saw a lot of movement, especially among younger people, back into inner cities and back into back into the urban life. You know, people enjoying the things around. My own daughter was saying that that I'm going to stay in Minneapolis after I graduate from college because I want to be in a big city. Um, it will be interesting to see how that changes. I don't know if that's going to change all that greatly because just looking at it on the surface, Younger people don't seem to be nearly as concerned about coronavirus as older people, and I don't know if that's a completely fair statement, but uh, we're kind of broadcasting right now, so we'll make it that way. Um, with, With that said, I don't think they're going to have that much reservation moving back into a bigger city as opposed to an older person. 
I, I agree with that. And, and certainly Springfield, uh, you know, while we might think of ourselves as a big city, objectively, we don't, <laughs> we don't qualify as one, I would say. And uh, there was that study by Business Insider that came out a couple months ago showing that Springfield was actually considered the, the top destination to live post-pandemic. And, right. of course, the other cities on that list were also uh, cities about our size in the Midwest. Because, yeah, a place like Chicago, you know, might become a little bit less attractive to younger folks or even older folks, for that matter, um, when you start to look at some of these other factors. And the other thing that uh, that this whole pandemic has really done is shift the way that, that people work, right? You've, you, again, you've sure. always had a lot of people, particularly younger people, that liked the idea of working from home, but maybe their employers weren't receptive to that or that, you know, they were doing it on an as-needed basis. Uh, well, now that we've had sort of this grand-scale unplanned experiment about what happens when everybody has to work from home for an extended period of time, I think some employers are figuring out, you know, this this is okay, and maybe it even helps cut down the overhead for the employer of not needing a large physical space. So I, I think you'll see more and more jobs uh, that can be done remotely shifting to that work sure. from home model and that certainly frees people up to live in much more affordable areas you know if you don't need to live in chicago or the suburbs for that matter i'd sure prefer springfield real estate prices over that even if my job was in chicago yeah exactly i mean you're gonna you're gonna save a great deal and and you know talking about that very thing you know a lot of minneapolis people have been doing that that working at home you know like the rest of the country and uh what what a friend of mine said at the radio station i used to work at who i touched base with was that uh a lot of them have cabins in the north woods of Minnesota, and that's where there are, they are right now. They're spending the summer up at their cabin the whole week working from that cabin in northern Minnesota. So it's, a, it's a keeping the uh, freeways clear, and, and uh, they're not even doing traffic reports anymore in the station. So <laughs> right. There is no traffic. Yeah. That's the report. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, let's, let's dive into some cool things because one of the things you, you've got on here uh, for this week is, is starting a new career. Lincoln Land is ready to help out if you are military or, or a veteran or or a spouse of a military or spouse of a veteran. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of interesting, and this is a topic we've covered in the past. Uh, Lincoln Land just announced yesterday that they received a, a federal grant to help provide free training for people that are looking to, to get their CDL and pursue a career in truck driving. And again, we've kind of reported on the fact that um, not, not just here, but nationwide, really, there's been a huge demand for truck drivers. Um, and again, because of the pandemic, you know, we've all heard about the supply chain issues, right? Nobody can get their toilet paper. Nobody can get their meat. Uh, the, the demand for trucking is not going away anytime soon. And, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes there's stereotypes associated with that, but uh, they say this, the starting salaries range from 35 all the way up to $75,000. Yeah. Um, you know, no, no college degree required. The classes can be completed in four to six weeks. Lincoln Land is offering the option of evening classes for somebody that has a, a full-time job during the day and they're trying to get their classes in at night. So, you know, definitely a, a good opportunity for people that are looking for a a job that's going to be in demand. We've seen uh, big drop-offs in certain sectors like hospitality and, and all that, and the restaurant industry, certainly. 
but uh, this one seems like it's going to be consistent for a while. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think that uh, that along with healthcare are two of the most solid jobs that we're going to see in our economy as we go forward. You know, with the you know, I, I realize it, I, even healthcare right now is a little bit squishy because of the uh, you know hospitals having to furlough people with uh, having to to ramp down their uh, operations and things of that nature for COVID uh, beds. But they're starting to catch up on that and starting to go back in. And obviously, uh, the the population is aging, so healthcare is going to be a real big priority. So those two things I think are huge. Um, we Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was just going to say, we actually have an article in the, the current issue of the Business Journal about that very issue. Uh, the reporter talked with both Memorial and St. John's and, and you know, both, of, as you mentioned, have had to do some layoffs and furloughs, but um, they're actually both hiring as well. So I think it really depends on the, the type of position, the sector, if you will, because um, as you said, they've really had to shift their whole business model and operational model because of all these changes with COVID, you know, not as many outpatient surgeries and the follow-up therapies and things like that. But then, man, if you're in the respiratory area, you are in demand right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. The other thing, thing, Michelle, and again, Michelle Ownby is with us from the Springfield Business Journal. Uh, we were talking about downtown and some of the uh, entrepreneurs that, that have, uh, or some of the residential needs that are going on. But you mentioned entrepreneurs, too. And what I love about this is that Lisa Clemenstadt is saying that people are approaching her with great ideas. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she says she's actually had more inquiries uh, in the last few months than than she's seen in a long time. And, you know, some of that could be a fallout from what we're seeing with, you know, people losing their jobs, reevaluating. Of course, everybody's situation with their kids. Uh, I mean, I personally know several individuals that uh, that quit their jobs because they had younger children and You know, somebody's got to stay home with the kids. If they're doing virtual learning and not in-person school, that creates some real challenges for working families. So I I think parents are looking for jobs that uh, allow them to have a little bit more flexibility with their schedule. And certainly being an entrepreneur can be one way to to go about that. Or maybe somebody who's been laid off from their regular gig is looking for a new career and and a new challenge. So I think we're going to see a lot of people kind of taking stock and uh, making some decisions to go down a different path. Yeah. And I think what we don't talk about enough is that downtown has had a few successful incubators, you know, in various places that, that uh, have launched uh, several successful businesses, you know, in the community. So it's kind of cool that uh, the downtown is becoming just a little bit of a hotbed for incubating a business. Absolutely. You know, I think Innovate Springfield has had an awful lot of successes. Uh, They continue to to grow and expand their programs. Um, DSI launched the uh, Momentum on Main Street program a couple years ago now, and they've been holding series of workshops uh, really focusing on trying to help people get started. So, you know, maybe you've had a booth at the farmer's market or you're, you've got a business you're running out of your home kitchen, but you're looking to take it to a brick-and-mortar operation or how do you get to the next level? Maybe you've thought about investing in real estate and you want to buy a building downtown and you've got this cool idea for how to fix it up and turn it into apartments, but you don't really know how to go about it. You know, they're bringing in the architect and the realtors and the folks from the city building and zoning to kind of walk you through the steps in the process and here's what you need to know and give you a tutorial beforehand so you're not necessarily learning everything the hard way as you go along. Good stuff and uh, Springfield Business Journal available all over town and Michelle how can they uh, subscribe? Well, the best way is to get on our website, springfieldbusinessjournal.com. We've got our weekly newsletter, BizBytes, which actually comes out every Wednesday afternoon. That is free of charge, so if you want to get a quick roundup of what's happening around town, you can sign up for the newsletter. 
And, of course, we've also got the print edition that comes to your mailbox every month for $35 a year, and you can sign up for that on the website as well. Very good. Michelle Owenby from the Springfield Business Journal, thank you so much for the time today. Thanks, Chris.